Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. Are just going. Just, Speaking of going, just, you're going. Just going, going. Oh, you're I just know. Going, bro. Change. Uh, well, it's good. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining the Rebel and Muse podcast. Oh, we're on. We're going. Yeah, we're going. Yeah. We're going. Yeah, we're going. We're, we're yeah. Going. Thank uh, you for having me. Oh yeah. Oh well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to you one of my oldest friends uh, from the Big Island of Hawaii, Mr. Mark Lay. What's going on, people? Hi, Mark. Thanks oh, for joining us. So good to be here. Nice to be hanging out in the Wasman Halle. Yeah. Now, now, Mark, you've actually helped me and Melanie um, leaps and bounds with everything Rebel and Muse because it is, you know, just this organic, small little business that we're starting up, and um, the possibilities for us are endless. Um, and we've well, I personally, I know Melanie too, have learned so much uh, from you about all things uh, social media, all things just how to deliver um, a business. Yeah, just how to deliver. Building um, a brand. And so um, how did you learn all that? (laughs) Trial and error. (laughs) I, I, you know, I like, I think for me, a long, when I was a kid at some point in time, I kind of became fascinated with the idea of learning itself like I don't know that I was great at school but I learned how to learn if that makes sense and like I've always really enjoyed like I don't know being an only child like you know growing up in Hawaii sometimes you grow up like nobody's around for miles Mm -hmm. and so you know you're by yourself and you're like okay I'm going to teach myself how to do x or y you know whatever that thing is and so over the years I think I just I'm fascinated with the idea of learning something new or doing something new, and so mm-hmm. as a result of that, um, I'm constantly knocking over microphones because I talk with my hands. <laughs> that's you know I'm not editing you know? that by the way. You're not yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's when you said doing right. Um, but uh, yeah, I I just I'm constantly trying to do something new and different, and so as a result of that, uh, have picked up a lot of tips and tricks and tools over the years um, with different projects and things that I do so mm-hmm. well and I, because you've learned how to learn you're also really good at teaching so you've taught Thank us you. a lot yeah we're, we're really excited to keep going with this rebel and muse stuff and we're really grateful yeah. and but I want to go back a little bit let's go back a little bit further so you are from Hawaii as well mm-hmm. so just Kaleo and I are as well um, Kaleo met you back when 95? How did you, yeah. how do we know you, 90, Mark Lay? That's We met in high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we met in high school, yeah. and Mark was the guy I was supposed to hate because... Yeah, see, oh, this is the right. stuff I yeah, want to hear. because my this friend... This is the good shit. Right. So <laughs> that's my, right. my friend uh, had a huge crush on my girlfriend at the time's best friend. And then my girlfriend at the time was like, you know, uh, we need um, <laughs> we need to go on a double date with, uh, with my friend and uh, this guy from Waimea and I'm just like oh god 
Now, wait, <laughs> may I ask you, why did you say it like that? Was it because it was your girlfriend asking or because Waimea. from Waimea? That's no, absolutely <laughs> not. I love Waimea. In fact, I've always been you know, a little bit of jealous about the people that get to live in Waimea. No, no, no. This is a, this is a school rivalry. This is school right. rivalry. This is a school this rivalry. Is, so we're talking yeah. Parker School and Konawaina High School. Yeah. Rivals. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. If, um, and if all things go well and I get my way, the picture that you're going to see of Mark Lay on this podcast, wherever we assign it to, Ooh. is going to have him drinking out of my Kona Wina cup. Yeah, I was Ooh. held hostage by good coffee. <laughs> That's not my choice. Dirtiness right there. <laughs> no, yeah, so that's the way that me and Mark, and, and I was supposed to, I mean, logistically, I was supposed to hate Mark. Yes. Uh, because of friends' alliances. But then when I met Mark, I cannot like this guy. Like you cannot I, not like this guy. Yeah. So when Mark, when I met Mark, I was like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble because I really like this guy now. <laughs> and so after the double date was over, I went, I, I was, uh, I was cruising with my best friend and he's just like, so what? Is he just, just a pud? I'm like, oh, totally. Like, you have, <laughs> you have nothing to worry about. Like you're, you're, we're, you're totally fine. You're still in there knowing that there is no shot in the world now. Because this Waimea kid just came on the scene. Just swooped. Yeah. Swooped. All right. So you guys knew each other way back in the day. So now bringing Mark Lee into our present relationship, how how is he affiliated with, with you? Uh, well, um, kind of in all ways. Uh, not only are, are we, um, you know, ancient friends now. And yes, Mark, we are ancient friends. It's, I know. We're old. Yeah. It's considered ancient. <laughs> yeah. Not only are we ancient friends, but um, Mark works with me on every level of um, the the music uh, business, which I'm involved in for for a while. And um, Mark's leading role right now, even though he helps out with every aspect, uh, is the uh, facilitator, general manager, and overall seer of Law Records, which yes. is our record label. Yeah. Which is a ton of fun. I mean, back to the whole learning thing. Mm -hmm. Like, there is no better sandbox to play in than music. Mm. Like, you're with creative people all the time. You're constantly getting to try something new. You know, mm -hmm. and you've got this great. You've got this great fan base. You've got all these, you know, wonderful creative ideas that abound, and everybody, for the most part, is willing to just throw fear to the wind and go, yeah, let's try it. You right, know? because everything is different. How do you think the music industry has changed since you've been with Law Records mm. since the beginning? Which, I mean, I know it hasn't been decades, right? but it's, it's so coming different up on a now. decade. Has it really? Yeah. It's coming wow. up on a decade. Um, How has how's it, it How's it changing? I, that's kind of a hard one, Mel, just simply because it's changing daily. Daily, yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, okay, so... Back in the day, it like took you know years for anything in the music industry to change, and then all of a sudden, thank you, internet, it's changing yeah. daily. It's, it's changing, changing rapidly. Daily. Yeah. Right. But but it really depends. Like you know, you you can either have um, one way of thinking, which is, well, no, I, I don't want to abide by these new ways. Uh, I want to stay in my old situation. Or you can um, gr uh, grasp it and go, you know what? This is the Wild West, and there is opportunity for me to grow and expand the music that I'm, I'm working with um, in, in ways that never thought possible before. Uh, and it really just kind of takes a mentality of how you want to take that. 
Right. So, Marks, when you started with Law Records mm-hmm. to today, mm-hmm. is there any significant change? Maybe social media? Oh, yeah, media everything. Or... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, everything has changed. I think what's what's so what's been so interesting to watch is, you know, when I stepped on board, it was still very much in that traditional world of distribution, right? Mm-hmm. So you went into a studio, you recorded it, we produced you know, a physical unit, an actual CD. And then mm-hmm. we tried to put that in stores and get it on the radio and do a lot of what has been done for the last 50 years in music. <clears throat> the last 10 years, though, have been, uh, I love that analogy of the Wild West. Like the <laughs> last 10 years have been gunslingers everywhere. You know, iTunes really stepping up and becoming like the leader and then streaming coming in in the last two years mm-hmm. and really supplanting iTunes doing to iTunes what iTunes did to traditional distribution. Like watching all that go down is crazy. And then trying at the same time to evolve with it and get in front of it and think futuristically about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting into, you know, I completely nerd out on like the psychology behavior. How do people listen to music? Where do they listen to music? And how does that translate into everything else we do? Like, like what you guys are doing with Rebel and Muse and the mm-hmm. lifestyle brand and the building of this entire business, everything is related. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's not like music. It's not like the strategies and things that we do in music are that wildly different from the things you would do with your T-shirt company or your skateboard company or your yoga company or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's all linked. It's all the same. It's all the same strategies because at the end of the day, you're you you've got a product and you've mm-hmm. got somebody who wants that product. And ultimately, human behavior is always going to dictate how the product moves to the person and how the person feels, talks about, and engages with the product. Um, but it's it's been like it's both wildly frustrating and incredibly fun. Mm-hmm. Everything that I can we're bet doing it's right exciting. now. Right. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Like take Spotify, right? So, mm-hmm. you know. They only entered the U.S. market, I think it was two, maybe three years ago, right, was when they sort of launched. They were huge in the U.K. Mm-hmm. So they came in, and the internet will probably trump me, and you guys will get a comment somewhere that's like, no, it was actually 4.5 <laughs> years ago. So, But um, so that came in. Watching how that has changed and impacted how people buy music, mm-hmm. you know, used to, we used to be able to pre-order music, right? So, you know, that was a big thing. Like, oh my God, I'm going to get it in advance. I'm going to pre-order it and it's going to get shipped to me or... An actual copy to hold in my right, hand. an actual copy. Yeah. The pre-order is dead because the minute it comes out, it's available on Spotify. Right. Like that changes an entire business model. And I, you know, I don't even know. I think I can play a CD in my car, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Yeah. No, I think there's a little teeny little slit that I can. It's I don't know. I haven't tried, but (laughs) yeah. But I don't have anywhere else to play a CD, not even on my computer. You know, there's no drive on my computer. So that's changing the whole industry. But now people are also coming back to records, actual albums, which I know Pepper's putting out a lot more of those now, which is really exciting for me because I have. I collect albums, and I know you do too. Love vinyl. Yeah. Oh, what's your favorite Love. album that you have gotten recently? So uh, I'll actually go. You're talking vinyl. We're talking vinyl, vinyl right? Yes. Yeah. So I randomly discovered in my vinyl. Mm-hmm. I actually inherited a ton of vinyl from my dad, so mm-hmm. there's like all sorts of crazy stuff in there. But um, I randomly stumbled across uh, "Candio" by the Cars. 
Oh, yeah. Which is like... Wow. Is that the one with the woman with the crazy yeah. face on it? Yes. Right? Sorry so, if she's listening. So, <laughs> love, like, this album, I don't know what it is. I started playing it not too long ago, and it's got all these super, like, cheesy 80s space effects on it and all this sort of crazy... And I'm, I'm like... The synth sounds on the cars are some of my favorite samples. Bro, I'm so infatuated with this yeah. album yeah. right now. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. good. Like Kira Kira my daughter is 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 over it. She's like, "Will you put something <laughs> else on the on the record player, please?" Right. Like anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, like that's exactly what I used to do to my dad yeah. with Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And now it's me playing Jimi Hendrix constantly, but I've been doing that for years. So don't yeah. be surprised if Kira is playing the cars right at a later age. Yeah, because it's something about the frequency of music yeah. that serves as like um, time travel. Yeah. You can listen to something and you can automatically be in the past so fast. A perfect example, whenever I listen to like any of the, uh, like all that she wants, I'm immediately like- Ace of Base? Yeah, Ace of Base. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm yeah. immediately trans- Are you a Taco Bell? Oh, I'm at Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm at Taco Bell after like the winter formal oh, at Makualani. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like boom, I'm right back. Yeah. So um, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's it's interesting, and and sometimes the frequencies may not mix with you quite right at that spot, but I find that a lot of and this is interesting. I find that a lot of music that my parents played, uh-huh. I needed a break, especially when you're in your rebellious years. You know, like. And you've got your music. And I now and I have my music and I need a break from that. Only to find that now I'm listening to the music that they were listening to when I was younger. And I'm wondering like if in another ten years I'm gonna listen to the music that was my music during the rebellion, like I'm listening <laughs> to the music. Same level of Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and just the frequencies and, and then, you know, yeah. yeah, the reminder of it. So what's crazy is that's going to be stuff like Real Big Fish yes. or like, or, you know, early. Goldfinger, or, you know. Right? Right. It's so funny <laughs> to think about. Yeah. So a little side note about frequency that I just learned recently. Love, the frequency of love is 528 hertz. Okay. So that's the frequency of love. So one of my colleagues, uh, I was teaching a workshop this past weekend and she attended the workshop. We were talking about the frequency of love. She actually went home and did some research on this frequency. And she told me the next day, Imagine by John Lennon was recorded at that frequency. Wow. Right? And this um, is so heavy. Band on the Run uh, by, was it Wings or Paul McCartney? Uh, wings, I think. I don't know. I think it's well, wings. Band on the Run yeah. at the end of it. I haven't listened to it in a really long time. I used to have the 45 when I was a kid. Okay. But at the very end of it, it shifts into a different frequency, and that's it, 528 that's it. hertz. Wow. I don't know if they knew that back then because she mentioned something about an interview where John Lennon realized it or found out somehow, and he said, well, gosh, I really wish I would have known this a lot earlier in my career. It would so have recorded if, everything there. Yeah, the frequency of love. So, that was a little side note. Hey, um, do you remember where that was? I'd love our listeners to be able to have a chance. Or, or did you remember? You know, like... I think she just Googled it and started YouTubing. Okay. Yeah. Well, if we do find so, it, we'll so put it in the show notes. We... Yes. All right. So along those same lines, I learned recently that um, Disney has a frequency that they record certain characters at 
which they've figured out to be the magic frequency for children falling in love. So the mice in Cinderella, the minions. Oh, Their wow. voices are actually, they're recorded normally, like ours are right now. Or, no, no, no. They're they are recorded at a higher frequency. Oh, man, I'm blowing this completely. No, no, but it's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's a really teeny tiny yeah, yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really teeny tiny there. And, it's, and so it's... It's, um, yeah, it's done specifically because Disney realized at some point in time that children are attracted to this particular. Interesting. To this particular, uh, yeah, yeah. To this, so they just to this start zoning sound. out on it. They're like, ooh, they, yeah. yeah. Interesting. That, that makes perfect sense. Sound yeah. Is yeah. So They're probably so not the same. It's probably not the frequency of love, but to the point of mm-hmm. vibration and frequency right. and, yeah. you know, all of that being around something that inspires you in a way that you don't actually realize which you do not need to be like a sound science uh scientist to understand that there are songs that just make you feel good perfect example you could just drop the needle anywhere on a bob marley album Mm -hmm. and immediately immediately start feeling good but not only that you can constantly turn it up and nothing peaks nothing does anything wrong it's pure magic and that's and the recording. Right? That's the, yeah, that that, the recording. I mean, it's everything. It's everything. Yeah, yeah. to tell you the truth, it's everything. It's just, it's just a they're masterpieces of of songs and albums. It's really cool, and and everyone has those those uh, albums that that make them feel just incredible. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You have that song that sticks out somewhere, or like the way that music and a song will attach itself to a specific memory. Uh huh. You know, and being yep. able to say like, oh, I know exactly where I was, yep. who I was with, like what was happening, the time entire travel. context. Yeah. Yeah. yeah time it travel. brings back those feelings too. Yeah. You just, music is magical. Melanie, speaking yes. of frequencies and stuff, why don't mm-hmm. you, because I know that the uh, Yoga Oceanside does these um, sound baths and mm-hmm. I've done one with, uh, I believe his name What's is- What's a sound bath? Oh, perfect. This is a great segue. I, I think his name is Deep. Yes. Okay. Dioja. Yeah. Why, why it's from Nepal. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a sound bath, and we also do one with um, Jasmine Vicenti. So sound baths are uh, usually it's crystal bowls, a, a combination of crystal bowls and um, metal bowls from Nepal uh, or Tibet, and maybe some gongs, um, some other musical instruments that I don't know what the names of them are and you basically just lay there you lay there and sound is so healing sound vibrates through you one experience I had specifically was I had burned myself um, cooking on my arm and it was pretty fresh the burn was pretty fresh and when I went to the sound bath everything was focused in this 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 spot on my um, very very fresh scar and wow. I just felt it. It felt like it was itching, and then it felt like it was vibrating, and it, it actually healed pretty fast. Um, not not within one night. It wasn't magic, but... Well, that's <laughs> oh, no. That. That's subjective. But I so believe it can, is magic. If you can imagine the sound vibration going through your body and, and performing its healing work, it was pretty um, pretty beautiful. And I absolutely believe that because performing on stage, I feel the same thing. And um, if you're able to get out of your head... and most musicians will be able to, to really identify with this. But if there's something going on on stage, whether it's like a, a distraction for you to really fall into that place where nothing else matters, it's almost a meditative state. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of things that can interfere with, especially live because it's live music, right? Uh, like the monitors, <laughs> for one. I mean, that's this the easy to go to. If the monitors aren't correct, it gets kind of distracting. And whatever it is to 
to not get distracted. But there is a moment where the crowd, your you, your band, the the vibe, the lights, it all aligns and it becomes this complete centering spot, which I know that I'm feeling so much healing at this one moment like every cell in my body is not concentrated on doing anything else but getting to all of the things within me that may need attention um it's not worried about digesting it's not worried about after the show it's completely centered and right there in the now in the now and there's nothing like when that sinks and it locks and I, i you know lock is a great word when it sinks and when it locks it becomes this addictive feeling, which is why you see um, people who have played music for years and years and years and years and years and decades um, constantly returning on tour, constantly mm-hmm. coming back to the stage because it really is this very, you know, uh, just amazing experience. And and I'm sure that it's like that for most artists or whatever you're looking for. Um, you know, I, I, I bet. Yeah, go for it. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I watched this video on, on online on the internet the other day about... <clears throat> a uh, like a 90 year old gentleman in the UK he had he's suffering from dementia um, his caregiver somehow found out that he used to be a jazz pianist so he mm. brought in a piano and the guy was able to start playing jazz riffs and as he was playing jazz riffs his mind became more clear mm. and the more wow. he played the more clear he became they actually ended up finding a bunch of his old bandmates they brought him back they played a concert at the home where oh, he was at beautiful. and they wow. were able to you know jazz is such a like oh. it's a give and take right it's not mm-hmm. it's not rote memory necessarily it's, it's the ocean right it's a dance it's yeah. all that and this guy was able to mm-hmm. to lock into that part music vibration energy played you know was able to bring him out of this poor cognitive state Mm-hmm. And put him into a po- into a positive cognitive wow. state. Wow, that's beautiful. And that's you know, I love when you know the the um, the idea of the yoga classes that that you do where it's like one night, one session with one album, mm-hmm. right? Or or one artist. Or, yes. Yeah. yeah the candlelight classes, because yeah. those just feel like man. Not only are you touching on you know an amazing experience in your body. Mm-hmm. But in a way, you're cementing these really cool, great songs and artists. And it's that, it's that you know, marrying together of those concepts. Mm-hmm. That's like, I don't know. That's, those are the things that make life cool. When you get the chance to take two things, which maybe you don't really think gel. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you go, hey, let's, let's put them together. And it works. Abs- and, it's, mm-hmm. and it creates... It creates a memory, creates an experience, creates something positive moving forward in your life. It creates it creates the portal to the time travel that we were talking earlier, right? Like especially like if you love an artist, but then say that uh, on the playlist that Melanie has made, there's a song you've never heard from that artist. Yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden, the first time I heard that song was when I was doing this candlelight yoga to this to this song, right. and I remember that. And I absolutely agree. Going back to the wild west of things. Um, we have such a unique opportunity as far as a um, globe and uh, an earth and a world that we are in constant contact with each other. So, um, of course, like uh, as in anything, there's an upside and a downside, a positive and a negative. But I'm, I'm kind of optimistic like this, uh, this communication that we currently have with the world and being able to 
truly tap into um, more more of a presence of love. Mm-hmm. More of the what frequency was that, Mel? 528. Yeah, more of the 528 frequency throughout the world. I'm, um, I'm encouraged by it. And, uh, you know, this is uh, another reason why me and Melanie really are taking the time to to um, expand um, expand a platform and uh, a place where we can communicate mm-hmm. about the experiences of what we're living and you know maybe bring some ease and um, some flow to those people who may have questions. I like um, those uh, words, ease and flow. They're like my favorite words. So yeah. speaking of expansion, um, mm-hmm. so Mark is, so let, let's go back to Law Records. He, he runs Law Records. He also is a marketing consultant. He is a photographer. You, there's so much that you do that I can't even wrap my brain <laughs> talking about expanding. I think I think the term um, is Renaissance man. Yeah, yeah. there's also oh, a term like jack yeah. of all trades, master of none. This yes. this is a complete opposite. You are a master at at everything you do. It seems Thank like you. everything you touch turns to gold. So what right now? Actually, will you explain? What, what do you do? What do I do? <laughs> um, uh, so uh, that's... Who is you Mark know, Lay in a nutshell? Who is Mark? Yeah. Oh, I'm in a shell. Oh, how did I get in this shell? That's a great movie. Um, wow. How do I even answer that question? Um, so I, I realized about 10 years ago when I started working with law, actually, I think this was kind of the catalyst. Um, I started realizing that if I paid attention to my time, I could do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I could do a lot more things than I thought I could. And I started sort of just developing habits that helped me to be efficient and effective. What and kind of habits? Uh, we'd like to know. Um, so Can you share one tip with yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, just sure. You don't have to do more. Sure, okay. So the vast majority of the communication that we do in the world of business, right? And I'll just, let's throw business out there as a blanket topic, right? Perfect. Projects, Mm -hmm. you know, anything that involves working with somebody else to get something done Mm -hmm. can be broken down into fairly consistent messaging, right? Mm -hmm. So you can break down, you know, if I'm working with a hotel and a client, like I'm going to send out a lot of proposals, Mm -hmm. right? If I'm working with, you know, law records and, uh, and an artist, there's a lot of very consistent communication that's going to become replicatable, right? Mm-hmm. Every time we do a release, it's the same things over and over and over again. So I create um, templates. I have mm-hmm. hundreds of templates, which are searchable. I use Gmail. Gmail has a way for you to be able to, for you to, be able to create and capture templates in there, mm-hmm. which are keyword driven so that when I go to respond to somebody, I can punch in a keyword, it'll auto-populate whatever the template is Mm. um, with paragraphs and phrasing and all that. And then I can go in and customize that template and send it right out. Great. That's an amazing use of time. So what I'm hearing is, so so you do, the work is front-loaded. And then in... As you go on, it makes it easier for you to just bam, let's get these out. Yeah, yeah. This and is then, a work hack, and then yeah, yeah it's yeah. a work <laughs> hack. But it also becomes a, a life hack in general because the more that I shift my brain towards figuring out, like, okay, what are the consistent things in whatever I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm going surfing. Okay, what are the consistent things that happen over and over and over again? Well, most of them happen going to the beach and coming home. So if I'm more prepared. I can surf longer. I can work right up until I'm about to jump in the water. 
and mm-hmm. I can jump in the water, I can get out of the water, and I can work right up until then. And that's that's the blessing and the curse of my personality is I don't stop. Like, mm-hmm. I just go, if I get, I've, I've tried a couple of times over the years to like, <laughs> you know, stop. get under, you know, I get overwhelmed and I'm like, I gotta cut everything out of my life. And I do that, and within two weeks, I'm just bored. Yeah. Mm. I'm just bored. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, and that's my personality. I have a really hard time right now. In 10 years, who knows? Oh, no. I might be fully Tomorrow. ready to just do. So right one now thing. you're doing the the templates for your later on life. Exactly. So that maybe yeah. you can relax a little more. Now, yeah. And that's, that's the life hack. <laughs> I like that, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. right. But that's I, the life hack. But I mean, okay, so we've always had like this this is my time of work, this is my time of play. Right. situation. But I think the reason why uh, the thing that intrigues me the most is to play work work play together yeah integrate. yeah so i'm never in this time of bondage and i'm never in this time of freedom yeah i'm just always free with with this um life and and what i want to pursue and what i i want to um you know uh, expand my existence and my perspective i can do that through different areas of work yeah I and I completely agree, and that's why I end up taking on projects like mm-hmm. working with you guys or working with, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm working with somebody who is originally a mentor of mine, and we're starting an alternative school concept mm-hmm. back yep. in Hawaii, um, you know, which is really interesting and and fun and exciting to talk about sharing knowledge and being a teacher with mm-hmm. youth and using experiential learning um, and that regards and that gives me a creative outlet which is very different from music and law records which is very different from you know i mean it it, so it's really interesting my life boils down to to solve your original question like it's so much fun to process this while we're talking like i'm a husband and a father yes oh my goodness let me just interject there he has the most beautiful wife and daughter and they're just the kindest sweet my girls oh I my, love them. Hey, yeah. don't, don't forget the new girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Suki, oh, the baby yeah. puppy. Baby exactly. Puppy. The baby puppy who's, um, and we'll probably get to this later, but who's my mother? I sniffed her butt. Dog. You did sniff her butt. I, I, she I sniffed, sniffed her butt. Yeah. We sniffed yeah. each other's butts. <laughs> yeah. That's how we That's how yeah. we got to know each other. Yeah. Well, that's how you surprised. and I got to know each other. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know. that, yeah. That's how, that's <laughs> yeah. how we greet each other every time we see each other. That's right. You want to go out for coffee? Yeah, you bet. It's going to smell you again, man. Right. Just came from the beach, huh? A little salty. So a little quick shout out to Marissa and and Kira and Suki. 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 So Suki is um, True Blood. True Blood. Suki. Suki. Suki is the chef on a chef and best friend on a show that my wife and daughter love called The Gilmore Girls, played by Melissa McCarthy. So Suki. Um, So that's where the name came from. New addition. Yeah. All right. So, so oh. husband and father, mm-hmm. right? So that to me boiled down has has always and will always boil down to making sure that my family is taken care of. So if if you will, I always have a day job. I always have a full time job, right? Mostly it's been in the world of hospitality. Mm-hmm. That provides a consistent paycheck, benefits, roof over the head, right? Make mm-hmm. sure that everything is taken care of. What I am enamored with, I guess, to come full circle, is this idea of the side hustle. Mm, it's the idea the side of what hustle. can you do on the side mm. I happen to always have four or five running at the same time <laughs> Law Records is a side hustle mm-hmm. right it's a full it's, it takes a lot of time but it's a side hustle this is how I know you're efficient with time 
Because if you're calling law records a side hustle, which takes up so much time, I, I really am just super impressed. And this is the <laughs> thing. People yeah. will yeah. always overestimate what they can do in the short term and underestimate what they can do in the long term. Mm. And so by taking the wow. time to sit back and go focus on a month or a year instead mm-hmm. and plan things out accordingly, you can do so much. Like it's amazing to me what you can do. I built a photography business on the side in an hour a day. Right. Like, you know, wonderful I shoot. photos. Too, right. By the Thank way. you. Yeah. Mark actually took all of the photos on, on my website, yogaoceanside.com. So you can see some of some of his yoga stuff there. But where can we find the rest of your photos? Well, we'll, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just make sure that he has all, all his right. links ready to yeah. go. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there, there's a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be like 15 like, like side hustles. Side hustles. We'll just pare it down to a couple, a couple important ones. <laughs> oh, I want people to see what you're all about. You're yeah. very talented. Well, and, yeah. I, and I think that that goes back to how I started the whole thing, right? It's like I just I get excited about building things. Mm-hmm. I get super excited about building things, whether it's like woodworking. You know, I was making hand planes for body surfing because it was fun, and then mm-hmm. me being that me, worked great, by the way. I yeah. lo- I love mine. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So much fun. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, and it came cause I needed something to do to turn my brain off. Mm. So I wow. worked with my hands instead. That's interesting. It's a meditative situation. Dude, working with using a hand plane, uh-huh. like, okay. So using like, there's a, there's a literal tool, which, you know, has a, has a blade on it, which you use to, it's so weird. I talk so much with my hands. Like I expect people to be able to see. I it. just thought you were Italian. <laughs> you know? like, I, this is, yeah, I, like I, me. I it's think, just like, yeah, me and Melanie yeah. talking over dinner. I mean, there's like 13 glasses of wine spilled. Just spilled, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> but it feels so good to essentially cut wood. And of course, the 12-year-old boy in me is like immediately in oh, the gutter. I, oh, yeah. Just to work with my wood is yeah. just an incredible experience. Um, but the, the, the literal sensation is very meditative. It's very is very zen Well, you have you know? to be concentrated or else those digits are going to go by. Right? Exactly. You're going to lose them. You really have to like be in the moment yeah. with certain situations like this. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, so I think what I find most interesting about all the side hustles is the more I do it, the more I start to recognize the patterns. Mm. You know, the more I recognize... Cool. This is, and I've started to develop my own things over the years of like, okay, this is foundational information. This is the information. What is the project? What do you want to do? What is the core information you need to get started? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then being able to take that and translate that into, great. What's the next step? How do you start to develop your brand, your awareness? Great. How do you start to market it and promote it and build it through all those things? And again, I think that most people over complicate the process of what they want to do mm-hmm. because the first part is nobody ever feels like in like a subject matter expert and right. they feel like the only way to do anything is if you are an expert mm-hmm. and that's completely wrong absolutely completely agree you just gotta fake it to make it in a sense all the way and then you learn and then I, you learn. And then well, you learn. It depends go. on what you can't be a doctor that way. That's true. But there are certain things that you definitely have. That's true. That's true. Within stuff. the context of a side hustle. I yes. don't think I okay. want my doctor being a side hustle. I don't hustle. want that to be their side hustle. You know? Yeah. I don't I mean Yeah, no. 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 Uh, definitely not. 
Well, so you have a lot. You have a lot going on, and it yeah. sounds like you manage them all really, really well. Because I've I've seen you have success in all of these these areas. Um, how do you maintain balance? Um, just in your, um, I don't want to say personal life. How about in your your health? How do you maintain balance mentally, physically? Um, you know, you briefly mm-hmm. touched on you have you I have are, a service dog. You have a service dog. So yeah. So I'm a type one diabetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was diagnosed when I was 22, so it's adult onset, not mm-hmm. as a kid, uh, but it does mean I'm insulin dependent. So I take shots four to six times a day, mm-hmm. um, and so everything I eat, you know, everything. Most everything in my life is very um, focused. Mindful. And you're aware. Mindful. That's a better word. Yeah, I like you're, you're I like mindful. mindful. Yeah. yeah. So I have to be mindful of those elements. Um, as a result of that, I don't know that there I don't know that I pay too much attention to balance. I think that might be why I do all the things that I do, because somehow in that Mm-hmm. In the act of doing and in the act of doing things differently and creatively, I don't know that balance for me is the same definition as, as immediately comes to my head, right? Which is mm-hmm. like, oh, I've got work and then I've got play or I've got, yes. you know, downtime and quiet time and I've got loud time. Right. I think mm-hmm. that life for me is this husband, father, work business friends hustle hustle right like it's all just it's all together and it's about making sure that one doesn't become all-consuming right and instead looking for the opportunity to go oh you know what i've been working for four hours straight the dog's here in the room she's antsy Mm -hmm. ah we should go for a walk yeah and i think that you because you have to be very hypersensitive and aware of your your body changes with Mm -hmm. diabetes that you probably stay in balance mm-hmm. a lot more than say someone who doesn't necessarily have to pay attention to yeah. the little signs that their body's giving them and you know may just work all day or or not work at all one day and just eat a bunch of burritos yeah or whatever it is yeah drink a bunch of wine and go out of balance and then have to reel themselves back in you have to consistently be aware of little tiny minute changes in your system and yeah. so i think that you probably on some level maintain balance because of that i think it's very true i don't i actually yeah. that's a great way to phrase it like mm-hmm. i don't know that i've ever tried to pay attention to that concept mm-hmm. but what you just explained makes you know now it like it it, it resonates it makes perfect sense in that idea yeah. that because i'm constantly paying attention to all the little aspects you're instinctually balancing yeah yeah oh, it sounds wow. like it. that's that's what it is Congratulations. It. i didn't even know it. yeah well that's it it's, it's just the yeah. intuition within you it's just an, yeah. an instinct to balance where you're absolutely right because for me i'm on a completely different level like for me balance would be going out and eating a burrito or eight mm-hmm. to balance the healthy lifestyle to balance let's, the the, let's the fast that i just yeah. got off of <laughs> yeah you know for yeah. you know five days or whatever but um yeah and, and so we what however it's working for you if it's working mm-hmm. then it's right but yeah. if it's not working you can only fool yourself for just a little while. I think your body will always tell you. Exactly. Right? What if, is that? Well, There's if like, you're listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah. you're listening, because a lot of people are just like, nah, nah, I'm okay. Yeah. Nah, I'm okay. But it really does get down to it. Like the, especially the older you get. Yeah. Um, you start paying attention to how beautiful your body is. Yeah. And what it does for you. 
um, no matter what the situation with your body is, it's still beautiful because yeah. you are with it and you're in it. And there are opportunities for you to be grateful for it. Yeah. And, I, and, and that's another thing, too, is the older, um, you know, I, I take that away. It's not the older. It's the, the more wiser. mindful. <laughs> the more mindful and aware you are, then all of a sudden gratitude starts peeking its head mm-hmm. almost through every situation mm-hmm. that you experience. And, and when you let that sunlight in, if you let that gratitude into the situation that you're experiencing, then it opens up and you see a lot more light yeah. around it. Especially, you know, if you're dealing with kind of a dark spot. In, yeah. your, in your life that you may not be particularly proud or um, kind of, you know, embarrassed or confused about. But if you're actually able to just say, you know, I'm really thankful that, that this actually happened. Mm-hmm. You just let a little bit of light in. And what that does, it comes in and it destroys the dark. It destroys the fear. And then you get into that. What's that frequency? 528. And the love starts mm-hmm. to vibrate in there. Because now, all of a sudden, just by thanking that situation you're taking the fear and the power of that fear away you know i think fear though is i i think you have to have a certain amount of that oh you're always going to as so in the last 20 just shy 20 years right that i've had that i've been a diabetic Mm -hmm. i've almost died three times as a result of it Right. All of them are because if I, for some reason, take too much insulin Mm -hmm. because I'm manually putting it in my body, if I misdo calculations in some way, shape or form, the insulin doesn't stop eating sugar. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if it's eating more sugar than my body has to provide, that's like I'll die. Like it's literally it happens in an instant. Right. Well, not an instant, but like over the course of an hour. Like it really goes to work. And that's too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that's why I take too much. So what's crazy is it's happened to me three times, twice in a Walmart for some reason. Stay away from Don't Walmart. Walmart. That's weird, right? <laughs> I know. That's, that's the universe talking, <laughs> right? Both, both times in there. And then the third time, which was the most recent, which thank goodness was probably like five years or so ago. My, my wife's parents live in Northern California mm-hmm. uh, in a place called... Bethel Island, which is out on the Sacramento Delta. It's a little island. It's about five miles around. <clears throat> and I left the house, had eaten some breakfast, taken some insulin, thought I was going to go for just like a little short walk with my camera, ended up like getting lost and like where I was and there's all this cool stuff. And I'm like walking around the island and there's a little bit more of a barren part. There was a, a community that was supposed to be built that went out of, you know, didn't have enough money and shut down. And as I was walking up to, actually, this is a really interesting story because it also involves pride. Mm. Um, as I was walking, getting closer and closer, I could feel the sensation of my blood sugar, sugar dropping. And I'm walking through a neighborhood which there, there are houses. Mm-hmm. And I know my blood sugar is dropping. Abandoned houses? No, no. Okay, house, okay, okay. I haven't gotten there yet, okay, but right. I can feel myself dropping. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I'm having an internal conversation in my head about whether or not I go up and knock on somebody's door and say, like, hey, can I get something to drink? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have any sugar or anything like that? And I notice myself, my pride, going like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Pass all those houses, still walking, getting lower, 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 lower. And all of a sudden, I'm in a place where <clears throat> there's nothing around me. I know I'm dropping. I don't have a blood kit to test my blood sugar. I don't have anything that I should have on me. Do you like, have your just cell phone with you? Bad. I've got a cell phone on me and trying to call my wife, but she's at a 
think she was actually getting like 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 lipstick tattooed. She was getting like, <laughs> and so her phone wasn't on her. Right. I can't because my blood sugar is dropping. I can't remember. I it, it like starts to mess with my cognitive, so I can't remember phone numbers for anybody who's not in my phone. Oh, so I can't remember phone numbers for her parents' house. So now I'm calling my wife. I'm leaving her messages like, "Hey, I'm dropping. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Like, oh goodness, here's where scary. I'm going." I know there's like a mini mart, like a mile, mile and a half away. Okay. Wow. This is where I am. Like in case. So now you're now you're sitting because no, I'm still walking. You're still walking you're because if to get I to sit, that mini mart. right? Because if I sit, I'm done. Right. Okay. Like I'm done. Yes. Wow. Like it's one foot in front of the other. This is so like heavy. One foot for a mile and a half. As I'm dropping, wow. knowing that I'm dropping, <sighs> knowing that my blood sugar is dropping, and at any point in time, right? So what happens is your body starts to shut down, mm-hmm. right? So I start to see black spots, and then as my body starts trying to pull sugar from anywhere that it possibly can, I, you know, you start twitching, you lose control of motor functions, you lose that sort of stuff. So as I'm walking literally down an empty highway, like yeah. cars driving past me, like wow. one foot in front of the other, like. And then you get to the point where you can see the mini mart. It's like, <gasps> what? Like it was. It, I felt like I was in some weird, bad, horrible movie, you know. And then, yeah. and it probably took me about forty-five minutes to get to that mini mart. So it was forty-five minutes of going in under. my head of replaying my life, my decisions, my thought process, my pride, my all of that, knowing that at any point in time, I could just fall over. Wow. And it was like, it was, it was a really, but to the, to the light and the dark and having those moments of fear to make you go like, oh shit, maybe I should make some better decisions. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. yeah, life is short. You know, well, it's so, the contrast. Right. It's a, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. So then, you know, I ultimately, obviously I survived. I, I walked into the mini mart and, you know, went to the lady, I've got no money. I don't know. It, like my wife's parents live on the island. Like I need to get orange juice. And she's like, you know, Bethlehem's not the nicest place in the world. There's, mm-hmm. you know, some weird people around there. <clears throat> and she's like, uh, well, with no money, you're not getting anything. And I was like, cool, then pick up the phone and call 911 because I'm going to die on your floor. Wow. And then she gave me orange juice. Okay. And then, you know, we called my wife's parents. They got over. We paid for the orange juice. It was a whole big thing. But the point of the story to come full <laughs> circle is back to that, that process of, I think every once in a while, we need to be scared. We need to have a health scare. We need to have a life scare, a relationship scare, a business scare. Like, I think, and not to say that you shouldn't always have a great life and you shouldn't strive for all that, but I think every once in a while, you got to get rattled. To get outside oh, of the absolutely. comfort zone. Right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, I mean, it, we can like trace this right back to surf. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to get rattled, super scared, and get slammed and worked. But yeah. it doesn't stop you. You get You get excited. Yeah. To go back out later after you take some time to reflect. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes people get scared of, or, or rattled. I like that. I like that term rattled. They don't take the time to think about it. To process it. They just put it to the side. Yeah. And say, yeah, cool, man, that was, I never want to think about that again. And then go on trying to pay attention to the only the good. But right. You, yeah. But you have to, you have to be in touch with it. Yeah. You have to be in touch with everything that's because everything, if you're able to look at your life, everything that's happened to it, whether you felt rattled, uh, fear, love, if you just had that kind of that focus of like, 
everything that's happened in my life has been perfect to me because it's allowing me to be me who I am right now. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a better version of me day by day in every way. Right. You know? So yeah, I mean that reflection on looking at what rattled you is really important and not just brushing it away because life is filled with all these contrast situations. And what you really want to do is check them out because it really is the destination is the journey. Yeah. There is no, there is nothing back to the now, right? This is now, Mm -hmm. this is it. You know, people are like, yeah, but you know, they, they always set themselves up to when I get here at this age, when I get here at this age, when I, we're, Mm -hmm. we're programmed as kids, like, okay. So as soon as you, um, you're 15, you get your license. As soon as you graduate high school, you go to college. As soon as you go to high, uh, college, you graduate college, you uh, meet get a your, job. Yeah, you, you get your career. Yeah. Um, and then you're, with your career, you get a wife. Uh, through the wife, you get a baby. Mm-hmm. And, and that works great for some people. It's, it, I'm saying there's mm-hmm. nothing yeah. wrong. But, but you're but saying that, that's, that we're programmed to that's what you're supposed to do. We are not, so we're not supposed to be cast. It's supposed to be an experience of life but mm-hmm. with the, the problem with this kind of programming is there is this goal this goal this goal mm-hmm. this goal this goal mm-hmm. and not all of us share those goals not enjoying the journey and, and you forget process. about the journey because yeah. all the way in between all you're doing is like well i know exactly where i have to be because mm-hmm. that's my life right so i need to hit that next marker instead of thinking about what goals you want <sighs> or right using mm-hmm. using a societal predetermined goal about what you're supposed to do next instead of fuck it i want to live out of a van for the next 12 years and do nothing but surf and climb rocks yeah in mexico mm-hmm. yeah and in, it's about enjoying the journey too i'm still sweating that was such a heavy story Wow! Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I don't know if it's the coffee or the story, but man, I won't tell you the Walmart ones because they're just—it's just weird. (laughs) Isn't there a website or shit that happens in Walmart? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. The people of Walmart. I was almost a person of Walmart. Oh gosh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, um, let's see. Um, What has been? You've you've done so much so far in Mm -hmm. the short time you've been on this planet. And what has been your greatest achievement so far? Being a dad. Mm. Hands down. I, I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. It's pretty job. awesome. It's, she's, yeah. she, she's pretty rad. It, the coolest thing, like, and the piece that I can't, like, the, that was intangible for me. Mm-hmm. The minute Kira was born and I held her in my hands, it was like I knew what responsibility was. Mm. and that was that was huge like you know growing up i mean like like guys we all grew up in hawaii like you know we there there's a lot of like stereotypes about the carefreeness of what that entails that are very true right Mm -hmm. i mean we ran wild we were little hedonistic children oh yeah you know what i mean hippie babies bro hippie babies babies. (laughs) we had the you know it was like go do what you want be what you want like we grew up with all that sort of stuff and i remember you know like having a sense of responsibility and doing some cool shit before that and all Mm -hmm. that but it was like when Kira was born it was like I remember like literally picking her up in my hands and going like oh fuck (laughs) okay now I have to make sure yeah like if she gets hurt if something doesn't go right it's my fault like it's my fault wow and so with great power comes great responsibility I'll flip it the other way around with great responsibility came a sense of great power Mm. Which was like, oh, okay. So now I'm responsible for this thing. 
what am I going to do with that responsibility? Hmm. How do I want to raise her? What things do I want Want to instill in her? Mm -hmm. What kind of person do I want her to be? And then I've also watched over those years as the things that were very much about what do I want began to clash with what she wanted. Mm. And so it became this goal of like, okay, so actually let's, some of that becomes what kind of person do I think she needs to be to get the most out of her life? And I think that's fairly consistent. She needs to be confident. She needs to understand that she can do anything that she wants. Mm-hmm. And that, and, and I also want her to have a tremendous amount of gratitude and responsibility. And how old is she right now? She's, She's 13. At the time of this recording, yeah. She's 13. She's 13. It's crazy. Wow, it is. It's crazy. She's had her She's first so boy-girl party last night, which was very... A boy-girl party. As a dad. I think, yeah. I think you're still sweating from that. I, I am. Now sweating from the coffee <laughs> in your story. You're sweating from that, that boy-girl meet party. and greet. I, yeah, dude, full on. <laughs> full. I had to be nice charming accommodating you got all those in your back pocket you know what i mean they asked to go for a walk around the block like all the boys and the girls like did you follow nine o'clock at night stalking no i thought about it (laughs) Mm -hmm. i thought about it no i trust i had high trust hopefully i've raised a good girl right i mean like that's you have like at some point in time you gotta just go like trust is such another beautiful one right it's the key to any great relationship it's like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like i watch you guys you know dude you go away for sometimes months at a time you know Mm -hmm. you guys both have to trust each other when you're apart like that's the beauty that i think is the current like if somebody's like oh what makes a relationship great trust like, yeah. trust communication and respect he, big you, one and the respect that's mm-hmm. a huge one yeah you know yeah 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 because yeah, relationships are hard well, like i think everybody thinks it's supposed to be easy well that's everybody a, thinks everything is supposed to be easy <laughs> bullshit everything is hard that is the condition work <laughs> right but see now there's your perspective too because to yeah because there's there's a there's an interesting perspective that you had now life is Life is easy and hard, depending on how you're looking at it. You know? You think? Uh huh. I do. I think that people. I know some people. Yeah. That they glide through it. They glide through life. Not saying that they have not no challenges. Right. But I've been watching their their dance. Right. And it's very inspiring. And they are getting challenged. But I think it's because they understand that the challenges are part of it. Yeah. Sometimes people think life gets really too hard when when they think well i'm not supposed to be challenged this much right right and i think i think you and are you and i are in definite agreement on that like, yes i use words like hard and work mm-hmm. and but that to me is like everything ultimately does become easy right it's a skill it's a habit like it's hard to learn how to play the guitar but the more you do it the easier it becomes and then you're gliding then you're gliding but i think and and that's that piece where i think just most people like they're not willing to get past that initial challenge point well it's i think it's person to person it's a daily habit yeah you know it really it's a daily habit to to remind yourself to be grateful it's a daily habit to remind yourself of of letting it be easier yeah it's a daily and, and and that's the thing it's just that's a good way to put it. Well, it's a I'm, daily habit. It's a daily habit because like the journey is the destination. So you don't you do these things as um, as strengthening. Yeah. You know, you're exercising in a sense. 
Yeah. You know, when you exercise your body, it gets stronger. Right. Right. So when you, when you remember these practices and you remember yeah. these things and you're able to like have a gratitude journal, um, right. you know, talk, talk to, um, you know, your partner, uh, deeply and respectfully and openly and, and also not to be so hard on mm-hmm. yourself, giving yourself that gentle little, little nudge. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, there are, there are a lot of challenges in the world. And one thing that doesn't necessarily help all the time is when you challenge you. And if you can just ease up just a little bit in some area on you. Do you mean by challenge more like criticize? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like judgment. Criticize, yeah, judgment. Judge. Putting take, limitations take it, mm-hmm. in limitations, front of yourself. All of those yeah. things. You know, those aren't bad things. No, they're not bad things. This is why I use the word challenge. But if right. it's consistent and chronic, if it's, if then it's it out, if it's out of if it's out of balance, mm-hmm. then absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. just those little nudges, and I, you know, a lot. We are a very, um, it's a very interesting kind of a society where people aren't gentle enough with each other, mm-hmm. um, and they they need a little more of what's that frequency. 528 <laughs> in yeah they need that within them mm-hmm. as well because self-love is the only love that's really going to allow you to love Ooh, i like mm, that deep well how about this since we've been talking about challenges we've been talking about work um let's end with one final question okay what makes you truly happy i like building stuff mm. I like building stuff, like in a in a weird way, like being a father, raising a child. Mm-hmm. It's like building something, right? It's Absolutely. the process. Um, I like I like helping my friends make things happen because mm-hmm. I get to I get to watch. I don't necessarily like being the person at the end or the top of the show or that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I I really like just watching things come together and being able to get my hands in there and so be a part of it. The creative process. The, the creative Mm -hmm. that's a good way to yeah 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 i like i like the process of it i like seeing it when it's rough Mm -hmm. and then polishing it a little bit and go oh it's a little bit nicer cool Mm -hmm. you know and then a little bit rough it up again rough it up because it's a little too nice (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) wait wait are we having the same conversation (laughs) because i like um now yeah oh my gosh we'll have that conversation later Thank you so much, Mark, for Thank you being so much. here. This Thank has you, been buddy. really fun. I think I'm still sweating from that story, so That's make it. sure you have your... I will take care of <laughs> you've myself. Learned, you've learned your lessons. I've gotten yes. far better Good. at that. And um, yeah. if you want to know more about Mark Lay and all of his adventures and side hustles... Side uh, hustles. Side hustles. That's a great hashtag. Uh, make sure that you go to the show notes at the end of the show. And uh, for Rebel and Muse, I'm Kaleo. I'm Melanie. Oh, and I'm Mark. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> Thank you guys right, so much for peace. listening. Aloha.